0: headaches right now, and uh, and seizures, that kind of thing. Would you just stand where you're at? I'm not calling you down here. Just stand where you're at. Who else? Problems with headaches. We all we all get headaches, but I mean problems with pain and anybody else. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Now, no one needs to lay hands on you. There's, it's, it's like lightning striking, but you've got to get your antenna up. That means raise your hands. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I come against head pain, I block it, whatever the source of it, I see I see blood vessels opening. I see I see what's that called? not cartilage, the, the, the stuff it gets in your veins. Plaque in Jesus name dissolving your veins and brings pain to your head. Ah. And Jesus, because the name of Jesus is stronger than whatever's causing that pain. Jesus. Bring healing in the presence. Just in the presence of the Lord. Let healing reign right now in their in their heads, in the brain. Whew. calm calm peace 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 wonderful peace coming down from the father above Ha sweep over sweep over my spirit ha. I pray. In fathomless billows of love. Now give God a thank you praise. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you, Jesus. My, my, my. Is God good or what? How many of you like being in crazy churches? You like me? <laughs> You won't get this okay, never mind. How many ready for the word? Ready for the word. Amen. Amen, amen, many, 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 many. Who knows? Just our services, just crazy things happen. If if God began to move and we were here till two or three o'clock, how many would stay? Ninety percent. All right, not bad. If you're too tired to raise your hand, you're leaving early. Yeah, I, I could tell that. I could tell that right now. Glory to God. Thank you, praise team. Give them a hand. Just We love you. We appreciate you. you. Wonderful, 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 wonderful. We've been talking you know somewhat about the last days, not so much you know, what's going to happen, but it, we're just trying to get people ready and we understand we are created for with purpose we're created with destiny and until we find purpose right until we find purpose even though we're saved on our way to heaven i don't know that we can find true joy in god until we find out what fa- how father god made us how we're put together we actually have a survey that will help you with that, help you figure some of that out. You know, how, how am I put together? Because Father God has gifts. We know about the gifts of the Spirit. Well, Father God has gifts. Amen? And uh, and Jesus has gifts. Those are leadership gifts, headship gifts. But one of the things we got to start really understanding, and today I may, can I do more teaching than preaching Maybe. Uh, I, I need to just kind of uh, dig into this thing that we've we've preached before, but we're going to go to a level we've never gone before and really, really try to figure out what this parable is all about in Matthew chapter 13. Okay, we're going to get into this, but I might I might have to dig a little. Hopefully, I won't lose anybody. How many will at least try to stay up? Stay with me. All right, drop from 90 to 70. All right. I want to talk about seasons and understanding that we go through seasons. And once you get a hold of that concept, I think you're going to be a happier, more balanced Christian. Because we think life should always be on the mountaintop and and we don't understand it when things go wrong and we don't understand it when we're attacked and we don't a lot, a lot we don't understand and guess what you don't have to understand it to get through it but let's talk about seasons isn't that the weirdest tree you've ever seen in your life but it's got all four seasons in it Matthew chapter 13 verse 24 let's get into this another parable Jesus put forth to them saying the kingdom of heaven is like. He doesn't say the kingdom is this. He says it's like this. How many times does he say that? He's always trying to compare what the kingdom is like. Jesus, is, he's genius. Well, he's God. So there's that. The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed. Say good seed in his. Field, So he's expecting a harvest. But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. Say, that's just like the devil. Verse uh, 28. But when the grain had sprouted and produced a crop, then the tares also appeared. So the servants of the owner came and said to him, Sir, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it have tares? Did you ever ask God, What is this doing in my life? Or maybe a person, I don't know. He said to them, An enemy has done this. Mm-hmm. The servants said to him, do you want us then to go and gather them up? Let's pull them up. But he said, no. Hmm. Lest while you gather up the tares, you also uproot the wheat with them. Wow. Let them both grow together until the... Ah. And at the time of, I will say to the reapers... First gather the tares and bind them in bundles and burn them, but gather the wheat into my barn. How many know we're headed for a harvest? But we have to understand the seasons to understand the harvest. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for this word. May it be quick and powerful. May it it be sharp and piercing. I pray that it would challenge and change lives this morning. And we'll thank you for that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Interestingly enough, there wasn't always seasons on the planet. I wish I had time to go into this. One of these Sundays, how many would like for me to preach on the flood? And how that not enough to do it. Okay. (laughs) I'm not preaching to 20% of you. I don't know. The flood changed everything, and it's not a fairy tale. There's scientific evidence for the flood everywhere, but a lot of scientists can't accept it because if they accept it, then they have to accept the Bible, and we can't do that. So the flood is true, but the the planet was very different before the flood. But after the flood, Jesus said this in Genesis 8 and, and, and verse 22, while the earth remains... Seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, day and night shall not cease. In other words, from now on, there will be seasons. There are four of them, right? You go through the seasons. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1 and 2. To everything, there is a to everything there is a season, a time, say a time for every purpose under heaven, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to pluck what is planted. Seasons. In other words, we really need to learn timing. How many know just about everything in life has to do with timing? Timing. Did you see what I just did there? I timed that. Per- How many bakers do we have in here? How many life to bake? Let me ask you something. What's the difference between a moist cake and a dry cake? Time. I forgot to take it out of the oven. You make a turkey, right? Keep that turkey in there too long? It's not going to kill anybody, but it might you might lose a tooth trying to eat it. It's all timing. Don't want don't want to take it out too early. Don't want to take it out too late. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Everything's timing. Comedian. Do you, you ever meet someone who liked to tell jokes but their timing was always off? And they'll tell the joke and they're like, "Oh, oh, you're weird." Or, or the people who just even forget the punchline. They get to the end of it, and how does that go again? Oh. Timing. Everything is timing. Amen. I'm the kind of guy who li- who doesn't like gas stations. I let my gas go all. Oh, I time it to the to the very end. I thought I can get ten more miles out of this. <laughs> I'm pretty good at it now. I got the timing, 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 everything. We can go on and on about it, but everything in life has to do with time. It's not so much what you do, but when you do it and how often and what. Okay, are you feeling what I'm saying? It's all about time. And that's really, if you look at it, that's really what the text is about this this morning. It's all about when do I harvest and when do I deal with, with the stuff in my life that needs to be dealt with. Now, I got about seven points. Are you okay? That means I got three minutes on each point. Are okay, you okay? <laughs> Number one, you need to understand lessons from this parable. There will always be good things and bad things in your life. You're never going to walk around. You're never going to get to the point. Did you ever pray, oh, God, just, just, just one day, let everything. No, it's never going to happen. I remember when I first started pastoring, I prayed, I prayed. I said, God, can I just have a week? And I didn't have that big a church. Just, just give me a week where everyone's getting along and everyone's great and no one's in the hospital. And the Lord answered my prayer and said, who do you think you are? Pastoring is like housework. It never ends. Ladies, you vacuum your carpet, and it's got those lines, and it It just looks beautiful. And you dare anyone to even walk on the carpet. You just want everything together for a moment. Just a moment where everything's clean and everything is in its place. Ain't going to happen. And the Lord just rebuked me as a young pastor and said, Just, just get over it. Just, this is what you signed up for. You're just going to be dealing with people the rest of your life. Get over it. And I said, Lord, you're such an encouragement. But sometimes the Lord just has to bring you to your senses. And we understand, if we understand the seasons, the rhythms of life, I, I try to teach this to pastors all the time who just, you know, plow through life. And I said, look, you're, you're made for rhythm. You're made for Sabbath. By the way, you're made for Sabbath. You don't need to be working seven days a week. You will lose productivity. You'll, you'll have more productivity if you work six and worship one. Work and play. Work and play on the Sabbath. Work and play on the Sabbath. I got, I keep getting sidetracked. Are you okay? Back in the 1800s, you know, with the wagon trains going west, there was a Christian wagon train going to the west, and they were afraid they weren't going to get through the mountain passes on time. Remember the Dahmer family? Mm, Didn't end well. So they said, we need to go, we need to drive the animals seven days a week, or we won't make the pass. And the other half said, look, I I don't know about all that, but God said rest the seventh day, and we're going to take one whole day and do nothing. And they said, you're crazy. You won't make the pass in time. You'll be stuck in the snow, and you're all going to die. We're going on. So half the group went seven days a week. The other group went six days a week. Guess which one got through the pass first? The six days. Because the animals were rested, the people were rested, and they actually made more time on six days than they did on seven days. That's why you need to be in church on Sunday. You need that so that the six days are productive. Come on now, praise the Lord. I got to get something done. No, you need to do nothing. Sabbath means stop. Literally in the Okay, that's another whole series. So, we need to learn that there's always good, there's always evil. So therefore, I guess we got to learn how to have a harvest in the middle of trouble. We need to learn how to have a harvest even when things aren't going well. Wow. Number two, you can't plant today and eat tomorrow. Don't expect, the Lord spoke, oh, the Lord told me something this morning, and I, I expect it by 3 o'clock this afternoon. You have to go through some things to get some places. And sometimes you're up and sometimes you're down and sometimes it's clear and sometimes it's not so clear. But there are seasons in your life and you're not all what you play. He said, "Shall we pull it up? No, no. Let Just let's let it grow up together. Just, sometimes you've got to let it grow. Plant. You can't plant today and eat tomorrow. Because plants have to, go, have to grow down before they grow up. And the growing down you can't see. I I remember when I first started planting gardens and I planted some carrots. I did not know how long it took carrots, so I kept looking. And you kind of dig a little bit. I don't know. I think it's ready. I'll pull it up. No. Quit pulling things up to see how you're doing. Sometimes you need to just, even though you don't understand it and you can't see it and you don't know what God's doing, sometimes you gotta let it stay in the ground, let it go down before it goes up. It's a process, say process. It goes from seed to wheat to bread. There's a process, and you have to let that process work its way out. That's the world we live in. That's the seasons we are in. Everybody's still with me. Number three, what God is doing in your life does not happen naturally. It happens supernaturally. God is doing something in you that shouldn't be there. God's using you in a way that you can't comprehend. It's not natural the way God is working with you. It's supernatural, even when you can't feel it and you can't see it. Just, it's kind of neat. Look at the word agriculture. Agri comes from the Latin that means a field or land. Then you got culture, but you got that other word in there, cult. Cult. What does cult have to do with agriculture? Because what's happening is though that wheat did not grow naturally. It, at, at some point thousands of years ago, somebody saw a wild wheat plant and said, you know what, what's this little thing on the end here? And, and it was pretty, you know, not very much, but they thought, you know what, there's that plant over here, and if I, if I put these two plants together, and I... and over time we've developed... Wheat over time. But it wasn't there originally. God has to take time in your life to put things together. He's kind of putting you in a cult. <laughs> the word cult means to be separated from the pack, to be different. And God's taking us supernaturally and setting us apart to make us a people that the world could never be and could never imagine. There's greatness coming to you. There's amazing things coming to you. God's going to use you, can use you in amazing ways, but it's not natural. So quit looking at yourself and say, I don't see that in myself. Duh! Because it's not in there, but parts of it are, and God's going to put this together and that together, throw this out and bring this in until you're... A whole different thing over here, and God 's going to use you then. amen. Does that make sense for everybody? Quit putting yourself down that's not me, really? I know, but God's going to make it you God's going to put some things together. How many that's good news Good news, good news, good news. Number four great potential draws great opposition, (laughs) great potential. The devil kind of figures it out after a while that you're going to mess with him, so he's going to mess with you. Notice he came at night while they were sleeping. Now, I used to like to preach that, you know, spiritually, don't fall asleep. You'll see what the devil will do. But the fact of the matter is, we all got to sleep, and the enemy. In other words, let me put it another way: the enemy takes advantage of our vulnerabilities when we're vulnerable. I remember in the navy when I'd be asleep at night, and about three a.m., here come the drunks, you know, and they'd sneak up on you, and you're sound. And you know, that's another story. Are you hearing what I'm saying? When you're vulnerable, the enemy likes to attack. So while they were sleeping, while they were sleeping, here it comes. And they planted tares. Now, that's not a weed. We're not dealing with weeds here. Weeds can be pulled. That's not a problem. He's not saying don't weed your garden. I'm sorry. Weeds are sins in our lives that we need to deal with. And you can deal with them and you can loosen the ground and you can water it. There's a lot you can do to make things happen in your life. But there are some things that you need to keep your hands off of. So here we go. He, the enemy plant. Notice he Tares like wheat have to be planted. There are things the enemy wants to plant in you to mess with your purpose and your destiny. Come on now. Notice they were both planted. They both worked and grew underground. It's it's a system. There's a demonic system. That's developing like never before on planet Earth. A darkness. This is what the this whole thing of canceling us and all. There, there's a world system that's taking over the Christian system. And we're right in the middle of it, trying to be the people of God while the enemy is raising tares. All around us. And apparently what happens is the roots of the tares. Intermingle with the roots. Of the wheat. And they said should we pull them up? No. Don't pull them up because if you pull them up you might you might pull up the wheat as well. But great potential Your life. See, the more you feel like you're attacked, the more you ought to shout, dance, and praise the Lord. Some of you just need to just get up and testify and say, Great things are coming my way. (laughs) After all I've been through, I must be ready for greatness. Really? Didn't, didn't everyone didn't Jesus say it? Didn't Paul say it? Didn't Peter say it? Didn't James say it? Rejoice in the midst of persecution. Great potential. Great opposition. Adam and Eve had great potential. Guess what? There was a snake in the garden. His job, and notice this too. I want you to notice this. When, when they watered the wheat, they were watering the tares too. Sometimes the more progress you make, the more the devil attacks. It's like he, he stole the water <laughs> and his, his little device, n- new levels. New devils. You're watering both, and they're both growing up. As you grow into your destiny, guess, what's up? guess what else is growing? I just want to pull that up. Careful. Careful. Number six. I told you three minutes, I'm doing good. The enemy, as far as the tares go, it's about corruption, not Destruction. He's not trying to destroy the wheat because he can't destroy the wheat. He's not trying to change the wheat into something else cuz wheat is wheat and it'll always be wheat. He he he, he can't destroy the wheat. Oh come on church. That's a word to somebody. You need to get this in your spirit. I don't care what's going on in your life right now. He can't kill what the Lord has destined for you. He can't kill it. He can't destroy it. He can't stop it. He can't change it. What God has spoken over you, he has spoken for all eternity, and you will be who God said you will be. Hallelujah, glory to God. He can't kill you. He can't kill your dream. He can't kill your promise. No. It's a lie of the devil, and you need to stand on the promise. The weeds could kill it. You need to yank up those weeds. But that's easy. But the devil cannot curse what God has blessed. Give him a crazy crazy praise right. Hallelujah. He said, "Well, I thought he came to rob, kill and destroy. Yes, that's what he wants to do, but he can't do it. Unless you let him do it. Unless you let the weeds in your life do it. So, what's the why here? Why is he doing it? Why did they plant this? <laughs> Watch this. If it's not about destruction, but about corruption, what is it? <sighs> he just wants to make things hard. It's the enemy, right? That's because of sin, right? Now there's thorns. Now you have pain and childbearing. Now it's survival of the fittest. That's the world system we have to fight against because we're supposed to love our enemies. So we got these two competing systems, and Jesus said just let them grow up together. Mm Mm-hmm. Let them grow up together. Wow. But we have to be careful because the goal of the enemy is simply this. If you've been sleeping, now's the time to wake up from your nap. The goal of the enemy is to get you so frustrated that you'll start pulling it up And you'll destroy the wheat. You'll destroy your promise. Because you're dealing with it instead of letting God deal with Oh, that's simple, but I don't know. I think a lot of us have gotten into our gardens and said, oh, I'm over this. And you start pulling up your own destiny. You're trying to fix something that's not fixable. The man said, no, let them grow together. Man, that's hard. Just just keep your hands off of something. Don't worry about what the devil's doing. Let it grow up together. Oh, that's a hard word. What? Let it grow together until... It's harvest. Now I know. I know there's an eschatological. There's a word, a meaning for all. In other words, it's referring to the end of the age, but it's also referring to those moments in your life. When God is about to bring fruit into that you've been working and you've been seeding and you've been sowing and you've been and you've been waiting, and there are moments in your life, the season, listen, there's a season to plant, there's a season to let lie in the ground, there's a season for it to grow, there's a season to harvest. And the enemy wants you to mess with it before it's Ready for harvest, but when it's ready for harvest, our church, the enemy, listen. How many old churches go through seasons? He said, ain't hey, nothing going on around here for months. It's called winter. Get over it." The advantage of being a long-term pastor is I've been through many winters. Every church has a winter. It doesn't mean it's a bad church. Doesn't mean we sinned and did something terrible. Doesn't mean the devil had his way. Winter means winter. There's a time where God just settles and we just wait in His presence. There are because in the winter the roots will go deeper. In the winter the things happen underground where you can't see it. Amen. Sometimes God's doing things you can't see on a Sunday morning. So, when the church is going through winter, quit blaming me. Well, he just ain't preaching like he used to. Well, maybe it's winter. It's cold. I'm cold. Let me alone. Then there are seasons where we're sowing seed. We're putting seed in the ground, seed in the ground, seed in the ground. It's a lot of work. Then there are times we just need to water and weed and work with it. But there's, there's that fall season, glory to God, where we harvest. And I think we're headed towards a harvest time. Amen. Wow. Wow. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Harvest. Now, here's what you got to get. What's the difference here? The difference is this. You can't tell the difference between wheat and wheat. And tares. The stems, the leaves, they're from the same... They look exactly alike. Until... <laughs> See, sometimes you can't be sure what God sent and what the enemy sent. Sometimes you don't know that God allowed that to happen to you. And that's that's a hard pill to why would God allow that? Quit asking why and just wait. You got the wrong w. Quit whining and whining. A lot of w's. And where and all the w's and just wait. Because you can't always know what's from God and what's from the enemy and and the owner of the field said let it alone just Keep your hands off it. The wheat, listen, oh my God, get this. The wheat's going to grow no matter what you do. The wheat's going to grow. So just wait. The tear isn't going to stop the wheat from growing. It's designed for you to make the mistake of taking your life into your hands and your control and take it out of God's control. I'm going to do gritty here in a minute. Amen. I, we've, we have got to get our hands off of some things. Get our hands off of something. Get our hands off of some things. You, you can't be sure if it's God. You can't be sure if it's... Just don't worry about it and just keep waiting on God. Anybody hearing what I'm saying? Now, at some point, the wheat and the tear. The, ta- the difference between wheat and tear, there is a difference. When it comes to harvest time, the tear has no fruit. Oh, y'all didn't hear me. Y'all y'all processing that here in a The tear never develops the heads of wheat. It looks exactly alike until one day these sprouts, you know, y'all know what wheat looks like, right? Those little grains of wheat start popping out, and the tares are like, can't do that. Jesus said, You'll know them by their. Eventually, if you're patient, What God planted in you, it's going to grow to the point where it starts bearing fruit. And then you're going to know that's from God. Because the enemy will never give me fruit. The enemy will try to imitate what God's doing, but he can't imitate fruit. You'll know them by their fruit. Jesus, oh my God, hallelujah. Oh Lord, excuse me, that was the Holy Ghost. You'll know, them, you'll know 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 them. You'll know it. And then he said, when the fruit comes, go into the field. That's God. This ain't. He said, oh, that makes me nervous, Pastor. Did you hear the previous point? The tares can't kill you. The tares can't stop you. The tares can't change you. (laughs) It doesn't matter what the devil wants to do. The devil can live in your garden all he wants as long as you don't listen to. If Eve hadn't listened, we'd still be in the garden. I wouldn't have to preach. There'll be a lot of other changes I don't want to talk about. Anyway. (sighs) Wait to the harvest. Wait to the moment when God says, yank it up, and you can pull it up. What did Jesus say? The kingdom of God is like this. The kingdom of God has four seasons and you need to be patient in your winter season when there's nothing in the ground and you need to be patient in your springtime when it's growing secretly mm. oh my god are we not are we not supposed to sometimes pray in the closet are we not supposed to have times when we're in secret Jesus, help us. Hallelujah. Why, 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 why don't you stand to your feet? I'm, I'm looking for a place to land. I'm afraid I'm gonna crash here. Seasons, <laughs> seasons, 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 seasons. My God, thank you, Jesus. By the way, you you can't really change the tear either. So you can't stop it from growing. If you pull it up, you may pull up your own destiny. So don't pull it up. Don't pull it up. There will be a season when the fake will be exposed. This is for somebody. Someone's been lying about you. Someone's been misrepresenting you, and it aggravates you to death. And you keep saying, I got to do something about this. Sometimes you're better off just let it go. When I was a young Christian, I always said, I gotta defend my testimony. No, you don't. Your testimony came from God and He'll defend it. Doesn't matter, doesn't matter what the enemy does, doesn't matter what He's trying to do in your life, He can't kill you and He can't change you. No, can't kill you. Can't change you. You have a purpose, you have a destiny. And sometimes it's just something simple, but you got to figure it out, and then you'll start bearing the fruit. And you'll look back on your life and you'll say, "That was the enemy." Now I know, I know what he was up to now. And you're gonna does this make sense or is it it too deep? Is it okay? I don't mind preaching deep if you'll crawl in the hole with me. (laughs) Come on down. Father teach us teach us kingdom principles teach us how to be patient teach us how to wait how to wait on you how to wait they that wait upon the lord shall renew their strength they shall run and not get weary they, whew, they shall walk and not faint. Lord Jesus. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Holy Spirit, help us. The church is in its season, but all of us are in different seasons this morning. I pray for everyone in the winter season where there's nothing in the ground. Let us be patient. I pray for those that are in a spring season when it's time to put seed in, help us to go to work and to, be, and to trust you that what we, what we put in is growing underground. Uh, and Father... During the summer, when it's hot, but it's growing. And we're wondering if it's going to survive the heat and the drought, and then the rain comes, and, and we just got to wait on you. But, Father, fall has come. Harvest will come. And we'll be able to put it all in the barns. Thank you for seasons that you promised would never Leave. Father, give us this word strong in our spirit. Don't pull it up. Get your hands off of it. If God said it, it is. If God declared your destiny, it's declared. I don't care how many tears there are. Those tears cannot stop you, kill you, or change you, or your purpose and destiny. It's coming together. Sooner or later, you shall know it by its fruit. Doesn't matter who's lied to you about it. Doesn't matter who's lying about you. Doesn't matter who's coming against you. Doesn't matter who's trying to stop you. Quit trying to fight them. God may be using them. God may be using that liar (laughs) to get you where he needs. So don't pull it up until it bears the fruit and you can tell the difference. Oh, Father, we love you. We love you, Lord. If you're in a if you think you're about to come into a harvest, uh, I want to pray with you and agree with you and just help you. Just bring you know the laborers are few. I'm going to come with you, and we'll. we'll but I, I want everyone that can. Let's let's go to the communion tables and let, let's just gather around the tables and, and let's just love on the Lord. Bring your family if you can. Bring your spouse and let's just. Gather on this, man. We, we already had an altar service. Let's just, let's just worship. Let's just worship. Michelle has a song on her heart. Let's just sing this. And if it's harvest time for you, if you're on the verge of a harvest or in the middle of one, sometimes harvest can over... How many know harvest is a lot of work? A lot of work. If you're in harvest... Or about to come up here, I want to agree with you, work with you. Everyone else, let's let's come, let's come to the table. So hang around a little bit, will you? Because listen, you need to hang around a little bit and let this word just percolate and kind of soak in. Amen. Does that make sense? Don't don't, don't run off to the next thing. Let, let's just let's just get quiet for a moment and think about this because this message isn't easy to digest. <laughs> Amen. This, it isn't e- so let's digest it a little bit, okay? Let's come, let's worship, let's worship, let's worship.